Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blog cast. Thank you for listening. This is episode 81, and it has been a little over a week since the last blog cast, and it has been a week. <laughs> for those of you who are in my Facebook orbit, you might have a sense of um, why this week has been particularly unsettling. Uh, and if you're not in my Facebook orbit, no problem, because there will be a blog. It's just um, in process. So we'll get there uh, in all in good time. So um, yeah, meanwhile, uh, it is Valentine's Day today. So happy Valentine's Day to those that celebrate, to those that would prefer not to. I am, I hear ya. <laughs> I, I have been, um, enjoying, uh, pretending to be Cupid today. Um, I, because I have an album of love songs, um, covers that I recorded for the podcast. Thank you all so much. Um, uh, I, I have been sending um, various and sundry songs to people basically as Valentines. Um, so people have, have ordered a song and then I send their loved one a Valentine on their behalf, which is, is kind of sweet to sort of be in the in the in-between state between two people who love each other. For, you know, whatever reason, it doesn't have to be romantic, right? It, it, just to be able to, to be a kind of witness to um, the way people can be with each other in a, in a loving way is kind of awesome. Like, just like, just to get a hint of what an inside joke in their relationship might be or how they talk to each other. Anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a sweet um, adventure. Um, and I dressed up. Took a took a photo. I'm not. I hate photos generally, but I just was like, I think this is a time to make a photo. So I made a photo with the help of my partner in crime, and uh, yeah, it was actually it's 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 <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to dress up, right? It's fun to like. It's like it feels a little bit like making theater, but at home. Um. So. It's really only a handful of people at this point, but you know, it's it's a it's a sweet handful. Like, really, it's um, it's nice. So today's blog is um, about when people get a little uh, not so nice. Um, this is about um, what what I've noticed happening in Facebook groups. Um, it's a thing, it's like a, a, a trend and it's, it feels almost predictable. Like I know it's going to happen. Um, so, uh, you'll, you'll hear, I think, I think I, I think I say it in the blog, but, um, I'll read that to you and, uh, I'll see you on the other side. This is called, is it more than a thousand? A podcast I'm a fan of had a Facebook group. And on the show, they were often talking about what a lovely group it was and how the people on it were the best. So I joined it. It was a place where women asked each other questions, where they vented about sexism they ran into and shared stories. It was a feminist space where you could sensibly participate in a conversation about vibrators without batting an eye. It was pretty cool. As the podcast became more popular, 
the group got bigger. And slowly but surely, the group became more and more contentious until eventually they shut the whole thing down. A lot of people were shocked, but I could see it coming from a mile away. While many mourned the dissolution of their safe space, I'd known from the beginning that no space is truly safe on social media. I know enough about the way these companies operate to know that anything I post could become public. That anything I post is really Facebook's property, not mine. Sometimes these kinds of groups are fun, but they're never truly safe. The skepticism may be a property of my Gen X identity. And something I've noticed about online spaces is that the bigger the group, the less civil people become. I don't know what the civility threshold is on a Facebook group, but I suspect it's somewhere around a thousand people. Once it gets bigger, Somehow, someone is always going to be offended, and then pylons ensue. It doesn't have to be about anything in particular. It could be something small. But after a thousand people are in the room, it's bound to happen. This happened recently on a professional group I'm a part of, 2,735 members in the group. Someone asked for tips about how to deal with a particular brand of troll, and I offered a suggestion of a metaphor, which featured classical music. And before I could blink, angry comments started to spew. There was a pylon of angry classical musicians like you would not believe. The last I checked on this post, someone had said, I find this metaphor offensive. Which, you know, I'd understand if I'd said classical music is dog poop and anyone who plays it is stupid. But I did not say that. Nor did I intend anything of the sort. Some of my best friends are classical musicians. All I said was that the Alexander Technique might be said to be more like classical music and the Feldenkrais Method might be said to be more like jazz. It's not a particularly controversial thing to say. Unless you're in a social media group of over a thousand when everything is potentially controversial and pylons seem to happen all the time. In this case, too, I noticed on this thread that two comments down from me, a man had used this same analogy. But curiously, his post received no angry responses. So I have to assume that this issue may be gendered. It did not escape my attention that every angry response was from a woman and that none of them challenged the man who had asserted the identical metaphor. Now here's what I'm wondering. Is it possible for groups over a thousand people to be productive and civil? And what happens to large groups of women in particular? Why is this devolution of civility so common? A misogynist might say that women are petty or get upset about nothing. And my own inner misogynist thinks that very thing about all those women who were mean to me without even knowing me. But if I pull back my focus and look at the big picture, I think of this situation as a plugged up sprinkler. Like the sprinkler is full of fury And if it's thwarted, if all of its outlets are stopped, it'll shoot that fury out of the side of the hose or whatever, wherever it can find a crack. When I'm feeling generous, I can see these dumb responses this way as just misplaced fury. And women sometimes shoot their anger onto other women because they're afraid to express it to men. 
They're mad at me about my classical music metaphor because they can't go yell at Harvey Weinstein or whomever the Weinstein figure of classical music is. Or maybe it's not gendered. And any group of more than a thousand is just bound to devolve into constant spats. I don't know. It's a new world. These are not problems we had 20 years ago. But I'd love to read any sociological studies about groups like this. There is probably a predictable formula for when people start to behave badly. I think it might help us all to know what that formula is. As for me, since I get knots in my stomach in response to conflict, I've just unfollowed pretty much every large group I've been a part of, and I breathe a lot more easily now. Yeah, folks, I, I do not enjoy people being mad at me. That is a, that is a thing. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing no one loves it. Although I know, that I, I do know people who like enjoy a, a spat, like they find it energizing to, to engage in like debate or like arguments and whew, boy, do I not, do I not, <laughs> not at all. Um, so yeah, so I'm avoiding most of the Facebook groups. I did risk it and put a comment on a fairly populous playwrights uh, group the other day. Um, and, and it was fine. It was fine. So, you know, sometimes it, it doesn't weirdly devolve, <laughs> but sometimes it does. So, so for my podcast recommendation to you today, um, it's a new podcast, like really brand new. It just started. It is called Mouthy Messy Mandatory. And I started listening to it because I follow uh, a blogger whose blogging name I'm probably going to get wrong. I want to say it's Katie Kate Kate, Katie, Katie, Kate, something like that. It's three varieties of Kate. And I think two of them are Katie. So look that up. Good luck. Uh, anyway, she's actually gone fairly viral um, in the last, uh, sort of in response to all the Weinstein stuff. I think Rose McGowan retweet, retweeted um, an article of hers. And so she's been doing, she's been doing really well. Anyway, she has a podcast with a friend of hers. Um, and Normally, I really don't enjoy the podcast where it's like two people just kind of chatting with each other. That's not for some reason it just 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 doesn't do it for me generally. Uh, I mean, I, there's a few that I've I've you know I like touch in with and check on and go, oh yeah, it's cool. But I just I tend to not enjoy that so much. But this one is somehow different. I feel like it's a fairly focused discussion, like they've decided ahead of time what they're going to talk about. And they talk about, you know, they talk about things in a, in a succinct and interesting way. And they're talking about stuff I really care about. So I think that makes a difference as well. Um, they're, you know, talking about feminist issues and what's going on um, in that way. So... <laughs> Uh, if you're interested, Mousy, no, it's not Mousy. That would be really funny. I'm looking forward to that podcast as well. It's Mouthy, Messy, Mandatory. So enjoy that podcast. 
And for the song today, I think part of the reason that it's taken me so long to to podcast this blog is that I have I've been I've been doing this thing for like I don't know pretty much since I started the Gen X posts that where I'm trying to connect the blog to a song like it's not usually just random anymore it used to be but it hasn't been um, in the last few months so I've been trying to find like the right song and uh, it was tricky. I, I couldn't really find the right one. And, and I think, in fact, the one that I'm going to just put here is not exactly right. Um, it's not. <laughs> it's not. But it is a song I love. And it was a song I was actually really working on, exploring um, kind of early of, in last year. But the, the chords that I was playing with it were, were kind of hard for me to play. So I kind of gave up. But then I found an easier way to play everything. So now I can share it with you because I, I won't screw up the chords as badly. Um, so I do think it does kind of vaguely connect with this blog in the sense that um, it's, I mean, you know. I, I'm not, I, in fact, I, I actually don't have words for why I feel like it, it's in, in, of a piece. Maybe you'll listen to it and, and you'll, you'll see if you feel like it's connected. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, so the song is uh, Now We're Getting Somewhere by Crowded House, who, again, are another band, group, songwriters that I, I have really called upon, returned to feel incredibly grateful for in the last year and a half or so. So here is Now We're Getting Somewhere. Never used to be that bad But neither was it great Somewhere in the middle there Content and much to say Oh, tell me please why it takes so long To realize when there's something wrong Well, lay me out with your heart Now we're getting somewhere Push me back to the start Now we're getting somewhere Take me out, let me breathe And now we're getting somewhere When I'm with you where it is I'm falling There's money in the Bible belt Hugs for daddy too Three wishes for eternity We got some work to do Oh, tell me please Tell me what went wrong well, I believe there's something wrong Well, lay me now we're getting somewhere Push me back to the start Now we're getting someplace Take me out, let me breathe And now we're getting somewhere When I'm with you, I don't care Where it is I'm falling No, no, no No, no, no When you took me to your I swear I said surrender And when you opened up your mouth I saw the words fall out And though everything has changed This time I won't surrender And there's pain in my heart 
Oh, we choose, what oh, we choose to believe. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting someplace.